Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. B. Mitch and Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Cowboys lost yesterday, don't forget. Right now, time to get to the BetQL guest line. <laughs> Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. We go to the BetQL guest line to bring in our friend, Mr. John Kime from ESPN. Commander's reporter does a tremendous job. Kime, what's up, man? How are you? What up? What up, guys? How are you? What's up, man? Um, I want to get into the offensive coordinator search and a whole bunch of things, Commanders, but let's just start with the divisional round and, and, and kind of what you saw and what you – well, how about that last play for Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was drawn up, it's like – I used to coach my kids' flag football team. I'm like, hey, I know a good route to run when the center's one of those kind of guys. But it's not allowed in football. So, no, I mean, no. I, I'm, listen, I'm guessing the guy, somebody's supposed to lateral to him as he's coming up, but <laughs> it wasn't going to go anywhere. It was, you know, good try, good effort, maybe not even that. Yeah, that was one of those plays where it worked so well <clears throat> in practice because you told the defense what to do. Exactly. And you fooled yourself into believing that that crap will work in the real game. Yeah, like, hey, we're going to put Emmett here. They're not going to know what we're going to do with him. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah. Um, they have problems before that. Looking ahead to these games this weekend, like, who do you think? I think based on what we saw this past weekend, Cincy looks like the best team out of the four. Uh, this would be the, I, they play good deep. Philly looked pretty damn good, too, though. They did, and the one thing with with the Bengals too. And first of all, when Burrow is on like that, and you're throwing to guys like Jamar Chase, it is really hard to stop them. I mean, right. the touchdown he had to them in the back of the end zone is like it's a pinpoint throw, but a terrific catch. Like when you have a guy that can throw like that, and a guy who can catch like that, it is. I don't know. I mean, you. Yes, you can stop or slow a lot of things, but man, that's hard to stop in certain situations. I, and then when you look their matchup against Kansas City, and I know Mahomes keeps saying he's going to play, but you hear high ankle sprain, that's not good. Right. Yeah, but I mean, the, the fact that he came back into the game tells me it's not as serious as, as what you would well, think. But couldn't it be and, he was hopped up on like adrenaline? You think he won't be hopped up on it on that adrenaline, not adrenaline, <laughs> adrenaline coming up. <laughs> But if it's and you're right, like he showed that he can hurt you from the pocket. There's no doubt. But as we know, like the strength in those times where um, and Cincinnati's played them well. First of all, 
But this other thing is what happens when he has to make plays on the move? Can he do that? And that would be my concern. I think, like, I wouldn't be shocked if he plays, but, like, you know, what's your ability to change directions? And if they put pressure on you, which they've been able to do, how do you then respond? That would be the question. Not, you know, but I listen, I would never put anything past Mahomes, but you're right. There's different degrees of high ankle sprains. But I think, you know, every time you hear that, you're thinking the guy's out at least a few weeks. What, but what, it's, when you look at Joe Burrow's offensive line has been horrible, and now he has a lot of people yeah. missing. When is that going to catch up with Joe Burrow and, and his crew? It hasn't yet. And, it, and I mean, shoot. And, I mean, they had a bad line last year, and, yeah. and they were able to overcome it because he, he and the receivers are that good. And, you know, it did, I guess it kind of shows you if you have an elite quarterback, there are things you can overcome. And right. I don't know because I wonder the same thing. And, you know, with, will Chris Jones be a terror this That's weekend? You would think so. Yeah, I mean, I love that guy. You know, so, like, I wonder, you know, about that as well. But he does have a knack for getting rid of the ball fast when he needs to. And, you know, that, that's, that's a question that I wonder about, too. Uh, talking with our friend John Kime, Commanders reporter for ESPN. Um, you can follow him on Twitter, at John underscore Kime. Check out the John Kime Report, his podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's switch gears to uh, the Burgundy and Gold here. Um, the team is now officially announced they have interviewed Ken Zampezi, the in-house candidate, Pat Shermer, um, Eric Studsville, and, and Charles London. Studsville with the Dolphins, London with the Falcons. Um, I, I tip my hat that they are being transparent in the interview process and officially announcing right. it. It's smart. It, there's no reason not to. Um, what do you make of the candidates so far? Thomas Brown also going to interview. I believe you reported that first. Yeah. Um, I, I think... I think Studsville and London are more intriguing than the other fellas. I, I, I think Shermer might still be the leader in the clubhouse for who actually gets this thing. What do you make of the group? Yeah, I think it's interesting because you do have a guy like Shermer who clearly has the experience. And if you're a coach who's going into a year where, you know, you're going to have a new owner, I mean, you you know what it's like when there's a new owner. And if you haven't, if your best year so far is, is in terms of record is 8-8-1, eight, eight, and one, you don't get a lot of time to prove yourself. So do you go with something that is known? However, what is known about Shermer is, is what? I mean, is it, is it Sterling wreck? Right, exactly. So are worse. you right? And right. And so like, you know, is the risk more picking a guy without experience or picking the guy whose experience is what it is. And, you know, so I think that's, that's what's intriguing to me is which way you go and because, again, it's, you know, Ken Zampezi has some experience calling plays. He was in Cincinnati, had the one year, and then he got fired two games in. I don't know all that transpired there, but that's what we know. And then with London and Studesville and, and Thomas Brown, they don't have that experience. Now, Studesville had it as an interim coach, but it's kind of hard to judge off that. But, um, you know, but on the other hand, what if, what if, they're, what if they bring a different sort of energy to the job because it's a first-time thing and because, you know, um, maybe they have some different ideas about things they want to do and how to marry the run game and the pass game, et cetera. And you know, Stuesville has had success as a run game coordinator, and he has a reputation for being very good with protections. You know, Brown is considered a guy who's kind of an up-and-comer. And, you know, so do you – but he only has a few years of NFL experience – 
but he's been with Sean McVay and, and he, he takes, he borrowed, you know, he hasn't coached with Kyle Shanahan, but my understanding is he kind of takes a lot from what he's done. So, you know, there's a lot there where you can say this could work because, but you don't know. So right. what's the biggest risk? What is the biggest? I think that's the question here. And we know with, with Ron, you know, there's, there's obviously going to be a value placed on familiarity, et cetera. Um, but I also think you can't be wedded to a system. So if you're wedded to something and inflexible on it, I don't think it's the way that, that he would want to go. So the, the, there's like multiple issues here because right. let, let's say it's Brown. Or let's say Brown's who they want. If I'm Thomas Brown, I have maybe a, a tough time taking this gig because you come into a situation where your O line is probably going to be rebuilt in some capacity, in some spots, if not all of them, and your quarterback is a question mark. Um, I, it, now you never want to turn down a job when there's only thirty of them, and there's even less than that. And there's even less than that where you get to be the play caller. But I, right. I think you, it almost has to be one of these guys that may not have a ton of other options. Like, you saw Daryl Bevel turn down the interview. That's because he might yeah. have other options. Right. How much do you think, kind of like last year, they didn't want Wentz. Wentz is who they got. Yeah, How much right. do, you, do you think they land on somebody that they get rather than who is their top target? <clears throat> I've, that's a good question because there are – 10 OC jobs open. Uh, not everybody's going after the same guys because you are, you know, they're different styles or different personnel, whatever. I know that they, you know, they would love to have talked to Jim Caldwell and Frank Wright. For now, those guys are looking at head coaching jobs. And I think Caldwell is going to stick to that kind of a search. So I don't know that he would get back on there. Um, I think it's a good question because you're also going into a situation where you know that this team is almost likely going to have to win. So do, and do you have enough time to prove yourself as a play caller, especially if you haven't been that guy before it takes some time to grow into that role. It's not like you just roll out of bed and you're like, Hey, you know, you're a finished play caller. Like Sean McVay admitted when he was first here, certain things he had to learn early on and, and it, and it took him a little bit and he would, you know, I remember talking to him about that. I'm sure Kyle Shanahan had to go through a process of learning how to call plays because it's not, I think the mistake is sometimes you have all these plays in your play sheet. Hey, this is a good play. Let's call this. And that's not, that's not what makes a good play caller, you know? Um, so I think that's something that you, you'd weigh into it. If you're, a, if you're in a situation where you're, a first-time play caller, you want to put yourself in a position where you have a chance to succeed because, like, for a guy like Thomas Brown, he goes out there and does well. He's on a fast track to becoming a head coach. Totally. But that is also why he may end up doing this because he knows, like, for example, you're a minority um, coach who's an assistant head coach but a tight ends coach. It's not the traditional path to, to a head coach necessarily. So do you get a chance to show more of who you are even though it might be – for some considered, you know, maybe not the ideal situation. I don't know that I'll be honest. Like you look at some of these OC jobs. I don't know that any of them are ideal. Right. There's, there, there's a reason why they're open. So you can look at each one and say, well, there's a flaw here because of this, but I think stability will you know, be a key. And, and what you think of, I think with Brown, I do know that he has deep interest in this job. And I think part of it is because the, you look at the skill talent and you look at Brian Robinson, the run game, 
Um, and then it's what, what's your belief in how and what level he can play to with what you want to do. And so I think that would be appealing to him. So, you know, I think that I do think there's an appeal to him. And again, these jobs are hard to come by. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's a lot of what it comes back to. But I don't know, JP, like when push comes to shove, is it a guy like Shermer who I don't know? I don't know who else is talking to him at this point, if anybody. I just don't know. Um, right. So, would you, you know, is that is he the fallback? Or, I mean, it could just be that Zampezi becomes that guy, too. Um, because he's here and you don't have to change much. And if put and if it's a tie, does a tie go to the runner, right? Right. So there's a there's a lot of things to look at it. But I do think that for some, if you have a lot of choices, well, you're going to look at the place where you have. Well, who's the best quarterback? Yep. And you know, it depends on who you talk to. Like I talked to someone the other day, and they pointed that out right away. It's like, you know, they don't have a quarterback now. People can say, well, Sam Howell could be this. Yeah, he could be, but you don't know. And you know, there is some intrigue with him. We, we know that. But to what, what level, what's your opinion of him from last year's draft, right? What is someone's opinion of him from when he was coming out? So there's all sorts of questions to ask to get to that point. But I do think that, like a guy like Brown, I do think he would be interested in this. Stoogeville saying, like, that guy's been, he's, what is he, like 50? He hasn't, he hasn't had this kind of a chance, yeah. you know? So there is an appeal to that, and especially – you know, I mean, again, Bemis, you got, we all know this. Like, if you're a minority, it's hard to then elevate to a head coach, and this is a path. Yep. Um, so, John, a, a lot of it, talking with our friend John Kime from ESPN, you can give him a follow at John underscore Kime. Um, a, a lot of what's going to happen here is quarterback dependent, I think. And, right. and whether you are intrigued by Howell or – or or not, frankly. I mean, he only right. has 11 NFL completions. Like, I, right. I, I find him intriguing. I, I find yeah. it, I find the, what we saw from him encouraging, but I don't know what you got there. Um, but it's just like, does that really make anybody super get excited? That See, the thing about you, we saw the first two guys that had great experience and had clout. They said, I don't want to even interview. Right. I think you have to basically understand when you're trying to get people to come here, it's hard to get the best when you don't have really much. You, you can offer them the receivers. You can offer them a running back. But then they're going to say, where's my quarterback and where's the offensive line to block for him? Yeah, that's going to be a big, big question mark is what you think of him. And so it is hard to know. And, again, they can like, – I know that they really like him here, how? And, but that doesn't mean that somebody else is going to feel the same way. So, But I do think, like I said, with Brown, I kind of keep going back to him just because – I do believe there's there's legit interest for him in the position. So yeah. I mean, you know, that was the yeah, guy I I, 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 you know, six weeks ago said if this thing's going to open up, that's the guy they should go after. Yeah, and I so I think I think there's legit interest there. Um, but again, like he's only been in the NFL since 2020, and not that, not that he certainly not that he can't do it, but you just but there's less of the track record. <laughs> which in some cases is good and bad. Right. Um, but, but I also know, like, there's – and here's the other thing that I also – and, JP, maybe you – if you guys – or BMS, you guys know, like, I think they need a, a certain energy in that room. And it doesn't mean – it doesn't mean being on the field and being boisterous and loud and, and all that. It means bringing energy with your ideas and your approach to offensive play calling and the game plan and having players feeling good walking out of the room – after you install the game plan, that yep. kind of energy, the confidence that comes from that. 
And I don't think they've had that. So I think whoever can do that and can sell that, um, which is something that I always go back to Kyle Shanahan on that, and I think McVeigh too, but they were masters at that, especially Kyle. So, yeah. you know, I think that's where I talk about like energies and approach. Who's going to be that guy? And I think that matters too. But, you know, I think the approach to the run game, what's your belief there? And how do you then, you know, marry the pass game off that? And how do you get to that? How do you protect a quarterback? How do you protect a young quarterback? Yeah. What are the quarterbacks you've worked with to show us that? Right? If you're if you're Washington, that's what you're going to ask them. So, you know, I think it's I think it's all of that. But I really think that that marrying the pass game to the run game has to happen because last year our pass game and run game was not married, and that's why we didn't yeah, get a lot a of movement from when we tried to run plays, and a lot of people didn't get bothered by it. Right. That and that's something we've heard for a couple of years, right? So I think that's that's a big thing. That's why, like, I love watching what the Niners have done with Brock Purdy, because how many times do you see him like throwing to an open guy, or throwing from a pocket that was created that's a good pocket because of the action of the play and what it created? And you know, I always go back to when they talk about running two to one the ratio. I think San Francisco is a run-based offense. They probably pass a little bit more, but they're a run-based offense because, first of all, they, the way they run the ball, but also because of what's based off their run game. So everything is based off that, and it creates a good situation for a quarterback. Can you do that? If you can, then you can be successful with a guy like Howell if you continue to build up that old line. So it's funny you said that because there is like this – incorrect notion that being run first mandates you have a prehistoric offense like what we saw from right. Bill Callahan in 2019 you can be a run first team <laughs> yeah. and still, and still be, be creative yeah, yeah look at the Eagles. Shanahan the Eagles <laughs> dude McVay's yes. a run first guy like all of those guys look how well look how well Cincinnati ran the ball the other day right exactly and then look oh, at the yeah. receivers they have um yeah but John I, I wanted to just do one more thing with you um when you look at when Vegas puts out the numbers in August or whatever about, you know, who are the favorites to win the Super Bowl, the Cowboys are always really high up, mostly just because people will always bet on the Cowboys. Right, right. Now, right now you see, usually it's these offshore betting places putting up odds on what team's going to get Lamar Jackson, what team's going to get Derek Carr. And the commanders are always really high on those lists. I think largely because there's this. They're always looking for quarterbacks. There's this national. They're looking for quarterbacks, and there's this national national reputation that they'll go after anybody. Do you see any any way that Derek Carr or Lamar Jack? Well, let's start with Lamar because I think that one's easy to just dismiss. Do you think there's any way Lamar ends up in Ashburn? No. Not at all. Okay, me too. Uh, what about Carr? Because I don't see it at all. You, no. I, I just don't see it. But And yet we're going to hear these rumors. I don't see it either and because I don't see them giving up the, the picks and the money to get him. Totally it's just, agree. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense for where they're at in their, with, with their offense and what they want to do, which is build out that old line. If you want to build out that old line, you're giving up you know, the picks. And then cap space, it doesn't make sense. And so I, I don't think I don't. I'd be really surprised if they did that. Now the question is, what if he's a free agent? Um, you know, they clearly liked him in the past. But I also, if you're a car, I mean, it doesn't. This, uh, you know, based on what he has said, it just doesn't sound like somewhere that he would want to come. Um, so just based on like some of his criteria, it's like it did. I'm not sure that Washington fits that. 
but I don't think that they're going to go after him either. So, yeah. well, I don't think he'll. Uh, I think a guy it, like him, he doesn't know what this team is going to be in a year. And the ownership well, questions true. make it impossible. Yeah. I think yeah. to. Yeah. I think that's where you're. I think that's where you're. Like, if you're someone else coming here, it's like you don't know who it's going to be in a, in a year. So. You know, if you have other choices, you're going to go somewhere else. But again, I don't think they would go after him either. Um, but if you're, if you again, if you have choices, like okay, this this place, we I know who the owner is, and and for some places, some people may not matter, but you don't want to be back out there. What if the new owner brings it? You know, the new owners bring in a new staff, and then you're, you know, if if it doesn't go great, right? We don't know what it's going to go, how it's going to go. We have no clue what an owner would think if, let's say, they go ten and seven next year, um, and they and they, you know, losing the first round of the playoffs. Like, wh- how does another owner react, right? We don't know. It, you know, what if they go? You know, if they go ten and seven and win a game, you might think, oh, he's back, and the owner says, no, I want this guy because this is who I've always wanted. We don't know how a new owner is going to think. Yeah. So if you're a quarterback, do you? Tr- if you're a quarterback with choices, do you view it the same way? And again, I don't know that they would. I don't think they would go after him anyways to tie up that cap space in one guy, especially if you're trying to re-sign Deron Payne um, and you're trying to make some other moves to put yourself in a better spot to invest all that. I think this year it feels like they're taking a different approach than they did last offseason. They need to. Uh, mm-hmm. Last offseason was kind of a disaster. Yep. Uh, they need John, to build up that old line, and they know that. Oh, my goodness, do they. They tried the cheap veteran that we know route, and it – Backfire. Yeah, they, they have to improve there first and foremost and go from there. John, thank you for the time, man. Always appreciate it. Everybody give him a follow at John underscore Kime. Always enjoy, guys. Right, John, be cool, brother. That's our guy, John Kime. When we return, let's talk a little Dak versus Kirk. Don't go anywhere. Oh, look. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Two quarterbacks that don't play for the Commanders. Yeah. That Commanders fans care about. Let's be real. Yep. Both have monosyllabic first names. One first name nobody involved with the Commanders could say correctly. For a long time. Well, one person couldn't. The other name, everybody knows it. Talking Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins. Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins are kind of similar, man. Very much. Kirk's been to four Pro Bowls. Dak's been to two Pro Bowls. Dak also won an Offensive Rookie of the Year. Mm -hmm. Um, If you look at their careers, now Kirk's a little bit older. Kirk was drafted in 2012, but didn't really become a full-time starter until 15. So they have, Dak has started 97 games. Kirk has started 137 games. Yeah. So Kirk's a little more experienced, but they're both long. They're both established NFL starters. Dak right? missed some games, too. Dak's missed. Yeah, Kirk is yeah. super durable and deserves credit for that. I mean, since becoming the starter in 2015 in Washington, he's missed one game, and I think that was COVID-related. Yep. Um, both were fourth-round picks. Uh, Kirk. Fourth rounder out of Michigan State in 2012. Dak, fourth rounder out of Mississippi State in 2016. How about this? Both Kirk and Dak, fourth rounders out of a school, M State. Okay. Play the X-Files music for that one. Now, uh, what matters? Dak in 97 games, his team's record is 61-36, and 36, completing 66.6% of his passes. Um, 65, 166 touchdowns to 65 picks. So that is about three to one, roughly. Two point eight less than to that. one. Two point seven to one. Um, he throws touchdowns on five point one percent of his throws in his career. Picks on just two percent of his throws in his career. Kirk, in his career, his teams are 72, 63, and two. Kirk's been on the field for two ties. How about that? Um, completes. Almost identical, man. Six, D- Dak was 66.6. Kirk is 66.8 completion percentage. He has 250 touchdowns, 252 touchdowns against uh, 105 interceptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, these numbers are almost identical. Kirk throws a touchdown on 5.2% of his throws and a pick on 2.2% of his throws. Yeah, damn close. They are damn close. Neither has had a lot of success in the playoffs. Um, and that's the problem. Both Kirk, of them. Is, Kirk is one in three in four playoff starts. The numbers are a lot better, though. It's five touchdowns against one pick. Dak in, I want to say, six playoff starts, two and four, 11 touchdowns against five picks. Okay. <clears throat> Who you want? Now, it, it, I don't think either of these guys are going to be released. I know people are going to say crazy stuff, but look at the numbers. Um, to cut Kirk Cousins, he's going to have a high cap number. It's going to be $36 million. 
It's less than that. It, you you want to cut Kirk, it's going to cost you a $48 million dead cap hit. You want to cut Dak, it's a $90 million dead cap hit. Both these guys are coming back with their respective teams in 2023. I think who, what both of these guys have shown will always be at some point close to who they're always going to be because they've had a long enough career to understand that they're not changing much. And if you want to get more out of them, you got to make it a lot easier for them. They offensive line must be terrific, um, and because they're going to make bonehead mistakes, both of them. Um, would you take them? Yes. I mean, you look at them in quarterbacking. I think if I want to have a great off, I mean, a great regular season, any one of them will get that done for me. But when they get in the postseason, I also understand that my time is limited because both of them will make those mistakes. Dak, because he tries too much. Kirk, because he refused to try. So he, won't, he won't challenge certain situations. If it's not a perfectly clear picture, he won't throw it. That's why he has one interception and five touchdowns instead of possibly having four touchdowns, I mean four interceptions and maybe 10, 12 to interceptions, I mean touchdowns, because he, he refused to throw the ball and challenge defensive backs. Dak will challenge anybody. So they have two different ways of getting there. They just still average above, just slightly above average quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, on a scale of one to ten, I think they're both a seven, seven and a half. That at times could play like an eight and a half, mm-hmm. nine, and at times could play like a six and a half. I, I think they're pretty comparable, honestly. Yeah. Um. Now, I I think Dak has been on more complete teams. Where Dallas can run the ball well, Dallas has better defensive players. Usually, better defense. The Minnesota defense is a train wreck. They were awful this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kirk has probably had better offensive weapons, though. I, I don't know that Dallas has ever had anybody on the level of Diggs and then Jefferson. Jefferson yeah. And you've got Thielen, and you've got Dalvin Cook. I, I even like like KJ Osborne. Like I, I feel like. Minnesota has had better skill position weapons. Dax probably had the better line. I think I think they're the same. They're the same people. Let's go to the CBSO. Uh, nobody cuts through the BS like our guy Jim Andrew Mullins. That's why he's the chief BS officer of the Beamish and Finley program. Landini, who are you taking, Dak or Kirk? Uh, that's tough. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't feel particularly confident about either one of them. But if I had to take one, I would take Dak. Jeff Walker. Dak or Kirk? I'll take Kirk. I'm, Why? Why? Because I'm not taking no one from the Cowboys. I'm not right. betting on the Cowboys. I'm not doing nothing with nobody from the Cowboys. Um, I would say for a period, Dak was a Dak also was a real weapon with his legs, but that has seemed to dissipate. I mean, you go back to, like, 2018. He's no no longer that guy. Like, early in his career, Dak was averaging about 300 yards per season on the ground and scoring. I mean, his first three years in the NFL, you had 280 and six touchdowns, 350 and six touchdowns, 306 touchdowns. Like, that's a real running threat. This past year, Dak had 182 yards on the ground with a touchdown. Yeah, you watch him. They had a play last night designed for him where he was getting ready to run. He doesn't have that, that, that shake no more. You know, the one he, the yeah. touchdown he ran last week, 
you know, it was open. They, the, the defense was just totally fooled. But if there's anybody in the area, he will not outrun them to the, anyway anymore. Uh, since 2019 and then 2020 is when he – what was the injury that cost him the season? Uh, I think it was uh, – I want to say it was his thumb or something. No, no I think it was his leg. Ankle, like okay. that. Leg or ankle. Maybe that's what changed because since – It was his foot or He was like averaging about 300 yards a season and a bunch of touchdowns. Yeah. Since that injury, he's rushed for about 150. So that production's dropping in half. So a lot of times when we look at these quarterbacks. Dude, and, and Kirk's production on the ground is like kind of similar, frankly. Mm-hmm. I mean, this year he only had 97 yards, but he had two touchdowns on the ground. The the previous two years, he was at buck 56, a buck 15. We look at all these quarterbacks and we go, oh, man, they got to stop running. Hell, they mostly get hurt in the damn pocket when they're not running. Quick break. Breaking news from the New York Post. Related to Jeff Bezos and the Washington Commanders. Don't go anywhere. Uh Uh-oh. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I want to be super clear about this. I am directly reading from the New York Post. In no way is this my reporting or opinions. Does Jeff Bezos love football more than he loves newspapers? That's a question getting tossed around the nation's capital as its NFL franchise hits the block. Chatter is growing that Amazon's billionaire founder is looking to clear the way for a purchase of the Washington Commanders by selling the Washington Post. With speculation boosted last month by leaked video of publisher Fred Ryan disclosing layoff plans at an unruly town hall meeting. The problem for Bezos reportedly is that the Commanders embattled owner, Dan Snyder, is still sore over the storied newspaper series of exposés alleging a toxic management culture at the team where bosses, including Snyder, allegedly enabled sex harassment. Some even believe that Snyder suspects Bezos, who bought the Washington Post in 2013 for $250 million, encouraged the tough coverage in 2020 in a bid to force him to sell the team. Last week, Bezos stoked fears about looming layoffs at the Washington Post during an awkward visit to the newsroom. A source close to the situation said Bezos told the paper's senior staff in private meetings that he had no plans to sell the paper. Nevertheless, one logical suitor believes the Washington Post is for sale and plans to bid, a source with direct knowledge of the situation said, declining to name the suitor. A second source who buys and sells newspapers said he also has heard the paper might be up for grabs. I think Bezos' people could go to Dan and say, as a gesture of goodwill, we are selling the paper, a source close to the situation said. I think that will go a long way with Dan. Meanwhile, front office sports reported last Tuesday that Bank of America, hired by Snyder to auction the commanders, continues to court Bezos, 
even if there are indications that Snyder doesn't want to sell to the Amazon founder. Bezos has not hired an investment banker to sell the Washington Post, nor has he made it perfectly clear it is actually for sale, the source added. Neither source is close to former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg, who, according to a December 23rd Axios report, is interested in buying either the Wall Street Journal or Washington Post. A spokesperson for Bezos said the Washington Post is not for sale. A spokesperson for the, junior, for the Journal, the owner of which News Corp also owns the New York Post, said the paper is not for sale. Last week, reports surfaced that the commanders have taken first-round bids from prospective acquirers and that Bezos, who reportedly has been in talks with Jay-Z to team up for a buyout, wasn't among them. Bezos has been tight-lipped on the subject of the commanders, apart from a November CNN interview in which he said football is his favorite sport and his girlfriend Lauren Sanchez chimed in, I do like football. I'm just going to throw that out there. Mm -hmm. Sports journalists, meanwhile, have been happy to weigh in on behalf of the commanders' embattled owner, Dan Snyder, and his disposition toward Bezos is decidedly less enthusiastic, according to reports. Not only was I told Bezos didn't submit a bid, I've had people tell me the Snyder family has absolutely no interest in selling to Bezos. J.P. Finley, who covers the Commanders for NBC Sports, tweeted last weekend. That was in response to reports that the highest first-round bid came in at $6.3 billion, short of the $7 billion-plus price tag Snyder is reportedly seeking. That also was after an unnamed source told NBC Sports' Peter King in November, it'll never happen. Dan Snyder detests the Washington Post. No way he'd sell to the owner of that paper. Dan Frumkin, editor of the nonprofit Press Watch, notes that the Amazon tycoon, currently the world's fourth richest person with a net worth of $120 billion, according to Forbes, has been known for libertarian-leaning political views that have long been an awkward fit for the Washington Post. I can easily imagine better owners for the Washington Post than Jeff Bezos, Frumkin said. In 2018, a Washington Post op-ed raised eyebrows when it criticized corporate welfare tax legislation introduced by Senator Bernie Sanders, nicknamed the Stop Bezos Act. Bezos, Bezos tweeted out the article. Last May, Bezos sparred on Twitter with Joe Biden over taxes, demanding a government fact check on the president's assertion that low corporate taxes were stoking inflation. We're getting down into the weeds here. Mm-hmm. Um I can keep reading this, but I, I think the, the the biggest point here, and, and let's be clear, this is far from anything concrete. Far, far, far from anything concrete. And if the New York Post already got a statement that a spokesperson for Bezos said the Washington Post is not for sale, mm-hmm. let's, let's point that out. But it sure is interesting. The New York Post is reporting <clears throat> that Jeff Bezos is willing to sell the Washington Post to buy the Washington Commanders. And and as much as it's easy to kind of make this about the series of articles that have come out in the Post over the last uh-huh. three years detailing the poor behavior that was going on over there, Snyder's beef with the Post is long It's long before Bezos came it in. It was well before Bezos yeah. came in. So um, I, I think that's important to point out. What do you make of this report? I mean, if it's something to try, if, if he really wants the team, sometimes when you really want something, you'll do anything you can to try and justify getting it. But the question you ask, if he were to sell it to get the team, does it mean he's going to always not own it again? I also, I mean, the, the, the article says been, some other interesting the article stuff. The has been written already. You know, but if that's what it takes to get what I truly want, if that is what I've I've wanted to own, 
I'll make that move because he didn't want to really get into newspapers anyway. He was asked by the former owner to take it on to help the profits of it to, to, to basically save the paper. Right. And he did that, okay? But a lot of his own views are opposite of what the actual paper views are. So why is it so important that he owns the Washington Post? And if that's what's caused me these issues to where I, who know I can uh, afford it, who probably has more money than anybody else is trying to get it, if that's what I want, then to hell, I'll get rid of the Post. I mean, from a straight financial decision, owning an NFL team has to be exponentially more profitable than owning a newspaper. You would think so. I I don't know. I don't own either. But, like, newspapers. Now, the Washington Post isn't exactly your regular hometown newspaper either. They're a global brand. It's a global brand, and there's a ton of advertisement going on in newspapers. But if you have to, he bought the post. What did it say? He bought the post for two hundred fifty million. If you so say he, I don't even know if you make a profit on that. I don't, I don't know what the hell the sales price would be if it's even for sale. Say he breaks even or makes some money, two hundred fifty million. Say you sell it for three hundred fifty million. The other thing's going to cost you six, seven billion dollars. It's yeah. just which ex- just shows you it's a different. little bit more serious and important over here. And I'm not going to allow something that's that he's not 100 percent like in, in all of his wants. He it wasn't 100 percent wanting to own a newspaper. You basically, in a sense, did a favor for someone because you had the money to do it and the wherewithal to get it done. If I truly want that seven billion dollar prize, I'm going to remove the little things that could be harming me from getting it. Throughout this process, we've all I've reported definitively that Bezos hasn't put a bid in, but don't rule him out. He could come in at any moment. And then if you watch what happened in Denver and the Walmart money came in at the last minute and they won it, it feels like that could be the scenario unfolding here, right? It seems like it. And and if people can make this about the league all they want, Dan gets to control who he sells this thing to. And if Bezos really wants it, and Dan probably wants the most possible money he can get. Yeah. Bezos has the most money he can get, whether he's willing to part with it or what. But this seems like, now, who knows if this is real? It's important to point that out because in the article, it says Jeff Bezos told senior staffers at the Post that he wasn't going to sell it Mm -hmm. and that Jeff Bezos officially said the paper's not for sale. Important to point that out. Things change quick. Oh, yeah. You know, just like we were talking earlier about what Jerry said about uh, their coach. Every time I hear a positive support of a coach from an owner, normally that it's just like watching a, a mafia movie and they kiss him. On it. Right. They, that's a kiss of death. A lot of times when, when someone goes out publicly and say, I'm not doing, they always have that little, that come back up, I changed my mind or something else happened. So it's not a guarantee that he won't sell it. He just said at that moment, I'm not selling it. Yo, if right, I sell it two months later, it, right now, time change. Right now, this is not for sale. There you go. Tomorrow, th- this report could just be a total reach because 
not, not much is going to generate more interest in this country than well, in this town, for a, sure. a report about Jeff Bezos, the Washington Post, and the Washington Commanders. Yeah. Like, that is a national story, and, and good for the New York Post for putting that together. Um, damn, it's interesting. Things are heating up, Landini. Do not <laughs> go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.